I was not going to be a martyr as a mother. I was not going to sacrifice my being and myself to be a mom. I also think that is one of the biggest disservices you can do to your child. I want Lily to look at me and be like, wow, my mom is really expressed and aligned and going after it and living a big life and putting herself first and moving through her dreams. Therefore, I can too, because I can't look Lily in the eye and be like, you can be anything you want to be in this world if I'm not anything that I want to be. Yeah. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And happy Monday and welcome back to another episode. We're so glad that you gals chose to listen to us when you know that you could listen to so many other shows, but you keep coming back and we love it and we appreciate you. And, you know, this is a very healthy relationship, probably the healthiest relationship I have um, in my current life. Am I going to New York in a couple weeks to see a man? Possibly. Uh, I mean, that is, we are going to New York. That is, we, that we is. are. We are taking a gals trip to New York we're, that I'm stoked about. I'm ready it, to go. It is our gals guide retreat. Um, I say it's like a retreat, like we're going to actually do work and plan. We're literally going to go to Carbone. Probably not. And, yeah. <laughs> We're literally going to go to Carbone and see a Broadway show. And we'll probably spend like an hour like doing some like, you know, things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the most, this is for fun. Yeah. For us yeah. to be it, able to connect. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we will update you gals on all of our New York travels and you can follow us on our personal Instagrams at Emily Lee's and at Hannah um adams miller i still get tongue-tied it's okay. on your name it's okay it's it's a it's a mouthful you know it is <laughs> well okay so speaking of names and everything i this is like a very long interlude into this portion but okay first of all this week i like wrapped my saturn return like my saturn return is over thank how are you God. feeling okay well i realized the other day because lauren we had her on to do like our whole saturn return episode and yeah. she like read through like all of our transits for our saturn return and i was like reading through it the other day because saturn transitioned from aquarius which is in my sign to pisces which is your sign yep. and i um noticed that the day like Saturn was in the exact same position as I, as it was in when I was born, was the day I met Niall Horn. Um, so I feel like that's like, like... He might be your new man. I feel like that's like a soulmate kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, I I wish him and his girlfriend girlfriend the best of luck, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, baby, when the you know, stars I'm here, align. I'm, I'm here. I'm here, baby. <laughs> when the stars align. I mean, so yeah, I don't know what that means, but um, fingers crossed that I will be the new Miss Horn. Um, or I'm, just like you're set up for good luck. Like, that what too. a lucky day. That you know? too. Maybe, oh my God, maybe like, you know, next time there's like the stars align, I'll meet Harry. Let's not hope that it's till my next Saturn return because I'll be in my fifties then, um, and I would like it to I don't be know, sooner than later. You could probably later. slay in your fifties too, though. You know, like <laughs> you know, we already know he's going to be an attractive man in his fifties. Like, of course, of course. Yeah. But yeah. you are now going into your Saturn return, and yes. I feel like I need to go back and listen to our own episode about this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it's been, I've, it's been a minute. Like, yeah. I need to go refresh so all the things. Mine started March 2020. <laughs> yes, it did. And that year is mush in my brain. So, that year's mush um, in my brain. It's also the year, mm-hmm. as, so that's the month that the pandemic happened. Um, yep. I also met the actor. Uh, yep. I also, like, was discovering what I wanted to do. I was about to graduate grad school so a lot happened and I've been really reflective on how I've spent like the last three years and I really think that my Saturn return was focusing on how I am in relationships and Mm. I feel like that I am in a much better place now than what I was then and you know we've gone full circle on the whole vulnerability and the whole like intimacy thing and just being better about like speaking about my needs so I think that that's really what one thing that I was learning and then also just figuring out um you know what I want to do with my whole career but really relationships and speaking up for myself and valuing more my self-worth I think is really 
where that all ties in to my Saturn yeah. return. Yeah, no, I can definitely see like a shift in you and being able to be a little bit more, more vulnerable. I feel like even in just like our interviews that we're having with people and stuff, like I definitely feel like within the past three years, you've like really healed yourself from that, you know, place that you were prior mm-hmm. to. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. cool. Cool but to watch. Cool to be a bystander. I'm so excited to watch yours now, though. I'm terrified. It's fine. <laughs> so like, that's we, the thing. I, to we were texting afraid. about it, and you were like, "Well, I'm. I feel like I'm. T- I'm terrified in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I. Like I feel like even this month, I've just felt so much more motivation to like really start to do more of the like behind the scenes stuff to my music because I feel like I feel this constant pressure to like post everything that I'm doing. And like, if I'm not posting about it, it's not happening. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't, and I think it's just the funk that I've been in the past. Like February was a weird month. Like it was cold. It was rainy. It was just weird. And so I feel like way more motivated to like, I don't need to post about it until I'm ready to post about it. And also there's a ton of things behind the scenes that I have to do before this can even be a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's really motivated to me to be like, it's that kind of like that, like um, that trend on TikTok that was like basically talking about like being alone and becoming like the best version of yourself and um, like taking the time to put the energy into you. And I feel like I'm really starting to mm-hmm. come into that like time in my life. So I'm really excited. I'm just, you know, nervous. And the things yeah. that I want to do are, are nerve wracking and they're taking me out of my comfort zone and out of my, my like, safe space and and it's terrifying in a good way but I I definitely feel like the next three years are gonna be something great yeah so. I mean like for example like I feel like there there is a pre-shadow period of like the before Saturn enters your transit and I mean within that for me like we started this podcast I was in grad school you know mm-hmm. trying to figure out what I wanted to do within that three-year period I moved to LA and all that and I also went through a really hard breakup where those things came into, um, like, fruition for me to realize that those are things I needed to work on, like, the issues I had in relationships. Luckily for you, you got married before your Saturn return. So, like, you, I feel like those are stepping stones that were leading up to your Saturn return and, like, it's yeah. just, like, leaning into support change and supportiveness and all kinds of stuff so but yeah so like you had like those really positive things coming through and I feel like a a lot of people think their Saturn return is scary and yes because some people Kelsey Ballerini for example I would love to fucking see her chart because she had got divorced at 29 around her Saturn return and Mm -hmm. she got married early on and so like those are things that are going to go through your tests I'm not saying that you and Blaine are going to get tested I mean you you may have you may go through I'm sure we will over the course of our marriage but not saying it's going to end divorce or anything is what I'm saying well I hope not because I do not want to have to write a divorce album okay (laughs) it would slap I I don't want that to be I don't want that to be on my roster all right we know it would slap though I I could just write one and then not really it happens exactly be like Taylor Swift and make up some characters honestly like there you go yeah just at this point just use my fucking life I was gonna say I need to just kind of write some stuff about you (laughs) I am all I'm here use your stories that's what she does you know questions about Selena like she writes about people in her life and that's cool and I think it's I mean 15 is about Abigail so and it challenges a writer to write from a different perspective I will say so Yeah, Yeah. but within all of that, I bring up the name change because I would love for the gals to kind of, I wanted you to pull the gals on all the stage names that you have been like riddling off in your head and see what they think. Uh, So obviously we've got Hannah Adams, uh, pretty basic, has been my stage name for you know, it's my name. Since you were born. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, at one point we were thinking about Han, which mm-hmm. I still think could be really cool. H-A-N. Um, yeah. H-A-N. Like, I'd probably, I'd probably do capitals. Capital yeah, letters. all capitals. Yeah. Uh, just like visually. Yeah. Um, I, at one point was like, oh, I guess I could just do Hannah Miller. But there's already Hannah Miller who has like music on like This Is Us or yeah. that show or whatever. Um, so that's out. I've thought about Miller in all caps. I think Miller's cool. Um, Gives me Fletcher vibes. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a really cool, like, stage name, like, alter personality situation. We are, we just recently came up with Nikki Miller. No. 
No. Listen, here's my thought process. You sound like a member of the Jersey Shore. Like here's my thought process. Spell it like Nikki. Minaj spells Nikki. And then every time somebody types in Nikki M, I'm going to come right up underneath Nikki Minaj. Boom. Blow up. I'm just kidding. I don't think I could pull off a Nikki. I would need like, no. what do we talk about? Like jet black hair. Yeah. I would need like long fingernails, eyelash extensions. For those like of you wondering, Nicole's her middle name. Yeah. Nicole's my middle name. That's where Nikki came from. Well, it, actually we were talking about Nicole and <laughs> then you're like, like what f- if you went by Nikki? They're like, who the fuck is Nikki? Um, that's who. It's yeah, your alter so, ego when you are intoxicated. Right. That's that's what I was saying. I'm taking Nikki Miller to Vegas. We are going to <laughs> Vegas as Nikki Miller. Is Nikki Miller coming to New York? Nikki Miller may make a may make a appearance. Uh, an appearance at New York. Uh, <laughs> depending on the vibe. Ember not the be, night. Ember's gonna be there. Probably not the night of the Broadway show, but any other night. Nikki Ember Miller might be out. there at the, bro- at the Broadway show. Ember's definitely going to be at the Broadway show. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I'm I think I'm leaning between like Hannah Adams, Han. Miller. I really feel like those are my options. Those so yeah, three. gals, let us know which so, one that you like. And I can make a poll. I'll make a poll on Insta and we'll make, see what yes. people think. We'd love um, to hear everybody's Yeah, I'm feedback. super open to suggestions, but I'll probably go with whatever I want to go with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you suggested, but, but like also but your opinion I, might be I absolute also, shit. But I should also add in one that's like your suggestion here. Yeah. Like the the four and the, uh, the other one's blank. I want to see what people come up with. Um but yeah, I, I feel like there's some good there's some good options, and it's really interesting to see. Cause like I mean, I already have music under Hannah Adams, but I feel like it's not like well known enough that changing my stage name would be that big of an mm-hmm, issue. Mm-hmm. And then I could just like really lean into it and brand around that. Mm-hmm. I also think it would make branding easier if I just had a had a name, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because I yeah. mean, like Fletcher still goes by her first name amongst all her friends. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, like that's the vibe. And then, oh my God, a Miller and Fletcher tour. Wow. That would be great. Be I iconic. will open for Fletcher anywhere. <laughs> we could be in a smelly basement. Like I'm there. <laughs> okay. I like know we would not standards. be because <laughs> Fletcher is like way above that. But I'm just saying like, yeah, Fletcher has the coolest vibe ever. So yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. I could be like Fletcher or Miller times Fletcher. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hey, manifest Listen, it. I love it. I'm, I'm manifesting for it. this for my Saturn return. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> love it. Um, what is ha- what has been your captivation? So we all know uh, that I'm obsessed with Ingrid Andrus. Um, yes. And she just released her deluxe album yes. of her uh, album Good Person. And I know this because we talked about it at my job. Yes, <laughs> I am loving the duet with JP Sachs. I mm-hmm. am obsessed with it. It's called Runnin'. Um, JP Sachs is really and good. It is. He is so good. All the stuff that he posts on TikTok, I'm just like, please sing to me to sleep. Like, <laughs> sing me to sleep. Um, can I write a song with you? I love everything he does. I think that he is just very, very talented, and he's a really good songwriter. Um, and that track on the deluxe version is really awesome. I also love how she put the new songs at the top. Mm-hmm. Instead of the bottom. Mm-hmm. So when you click on the album, they're the first three that you listen to. Um, so I'm a big fan of hers and I really like those three tracks. I think it was just three that she had added. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it's just three. But yeah, I'm really, I'm really into it. But cool. Yeah. What about you? What's your captivation this week? Um, so I sat here and I riddled what my captivation would be. And I would be lying if it was anything else other than... Pedro Pascal, hear me out. <laughs> I know that I recommended The Last of Us like three weeks ago as a captivation. I'm fully aware of that. I looked and checked. Um, but I would be lying if this man was not captivating every single organism in my body as we speak. Like, I don't know what is going on with me. I need to be sedated at this point because I am feral for this man. And my mom is probably listening to this thinking like, oh, my God, it is a 47-year-old man, look, he is not, I mean, technically, is he, like, old enough to be my father? He would have been 17 when I was born, and then, I mean, that's just getting into, like, what defines, like, being, like, a actual father, like, maturity levels, and, like, if we're doing it that way, 17 is definitely not mature enough to be a father, yeah. um, but he is a daddy, so he says it's a state of mind. What is so. the Gen Z term, zaddy? 
Zaddy. Is that their term? Zaddy. Yes. Yeah. 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 What does that mean? Just like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's I just a state of say, it's just a state of mind. State of mind. Like, okay, it's just okay. like he's the reason I think he's so high is because like yes, he's older, but he has this like protective like vibe around him, and like he is just like a father figure. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I think that you're in the going in the right direction. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. He's younger than my actual dad. Okay, like that's that's, that's all, all that matters. matters. Like that's all that matters, right? That's right. all that matters. And he look. I have loved this man since Narcos. Like, let me Listen, get straight. He's mature. He's mature. Yes. He's been through some shit. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. would treat you like gold. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know? He's just. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He's approachable. And like. I, it's not and it's not like that I think he's attainable. I definitely do not think he's attainable whatsoever. No, I would, you just need his mini me. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> basically. That's what I'm aiming for. It's a look alike, if anything. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll take I the, support this. If I can't get the real thing, I'll take the look alike. <laughs> I'll take the look alike, the mini me, you know, all the things. It's all fine. Things. But yeah. uh well, he's yeah. been popping off on TikTok. I mean, like, everyone is obsessed. Oh, my entire feed is nothing but Pedro Pascal. That I know. I, and I'm not complaining whatsoever. He just did a Hot Ones interview, too, mm. and it was great. The Last of Us is going strong. Mandalorian's now come out with a new season. I'm like, I know nothing about Star Wars, but am I going to start The Mandalorian now because I realize he is The Mandalorian? Yes. Does he ever show his face in The Mandalorian? No. No. That's but you can the hear whole his thing. Voice, you, but right? you can hear his voice, and mm-hmm. it's like low and like hot, um, sultry. Yeah. So I will be watching that. I've already rewatched Narcos so many times. Like I cannot keep rewatching Narcos. Do you know that that's one I haven't watched? I was obsessed with Queen of the South, so I know I would like Narcos. Yes, you would like Narcos. And besides, but him and then Wagnamora on top of that is. You're like, let's just watch it tomorrow. Let me add it to the list. Yeah, <laughs> the extensive <laughs> list. Um, yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great show. It's a great one. I, he's also on Game of Thrones, but I am not starting oh, that entire thing. I watched like two seasons of Game of Thrones. I need to try that again. I'm, I'm not restarting that. Uh, and yeah. then I love his movie with Nicolas Cage, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's fucking hysterical. And then he was also in Kingsman, and he's also great in Kingsman and honestly he can do no wrong he's also presenting the Oscars and we're recording this before the Oscars I know this is going to go up after the Oscars but I am so excited and it pains me that I was not approved to go on the red carpet for the Oscars because now that I know that Pedro (laughs) is there oh my god I would have died I love it. I would have Ugh. died. To, you I'd probably, probably my boss is like have. not like my boss would probably be like don't prioritize like interviewing actors and stuff like that. But like, I am prioritizing interviewing Pedro Pascal. I'm forgetting. I'm foregoing my career at this point just to interview mm-hmm. this man. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, <laughs> he just flirts with everybody, and I, you mm-hmm. know what? You know what the thing is about him? You can just tell that he likes women. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't hate women deep down. Like, I feel like some guys do. Like, True. he actually, like, respects and admires women. Mm-hmm. And I, bare minimum shit. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, things that, you know, we shouldn't have to ask for. No. But, you know, but, here we are. <laughs> um, shout out to having two sisters. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I'm sure there's a ton of other girls listening to this that are like, yes, yes, I fully get it, fully understand. So like, we stand this. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you were also in the Pedro Pascal train, follow me on um, TikTok because. Absolutely. <laughs> Your TikTok is Pedro Land. It's it's like slowly <laughs> transitioning into that, which You're is fine. Like, I'm going to become that person and it's fine. Here we are. It's totally fine. But we are so excited to get into today's episode. We have a good friend coming on the show this week, Scout Sobel. We love her. She's been on the podcast before with her sister, Maddie Mayo, who's also been on the podcast as well. They have a podcast together called OK Sis, and we are so delighted to have her on. She's going to be talking about motherhood and balancing her work and life and as a new mom. But before we get into all of that, I want to make sure that you guys are able to 
listen to more of our episodes. We've mentioned so many in this intro alone that if you want to see more that we're doing, if you want to hear more about our Saturn return, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, and also follow and subscribe for more content and give us a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, which will have more content from Scout's interview today located there. But before we get into all of that, let's do a couple ad reads and then we'll jump right into the interview. Alrighty, gal. So today we are joined by, in our personal opinion, one of the most powerful women in the media industry. She is the CEO of her own agency, an author, and the co-host of the OKSIS podcast, and a new mother, and a friend of the pod. <laughs> Everyone, please welcome Scout Sobel. Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to see Hi. you guys and chat and catch up and all the things. We haven't seen you in a bit. I think like like over a year. I see Maddie all the time. I see, if for those of you who don't know, Maddie Mayo, who we've had on the podcast before to talk about Camber, is Scout's sister and your co-host on OK Sis. But I see her all the time. I'm like doing her Camber walks and everything. And she's always <laughs> giving me updates on Lily because I just see all the most adorable photos of your daughter and it is the cutest thing. And we're so excited to talk to you about her and working as a mom and everything but how is your life how is how are you adjusting to everything right right now oh you know (laughs) loaded question but I, I will say overall you know it's oh I'll start with the overall umbrella and then get into like some of the micro things on a macro scale I have never been more fulfilled my life has never been more full. My cup has never been more full. Every every vertical of my life feels like it's just firing on all cylinders in such a beautiful way. Ever since I became a mom, it's opened up a completely new level to my life. And that being said, it is just a complete transition, you know, especially with running my business. Um, I'm, my capacity from a time perspective is capped, uh, switching between mom brain and work brain is an incredibly difficult thing to do. There's a lot obviously added to my mental list. And so it's just like a logistical situation. It's just, there's a lot more logistics involved. So, you know, she'll be four months next week. So I think I'm doing a pretty, pretty good job. If I say so myself with like balancing everything. So you know, big picture, cannot complain, the most amazing time in my life. And then, you know, micro picture, sometimes I cry because I'm overwhelmed because there's a lot going on. Um, But I'm really, 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 really committed to navigating this period, having a newborn and becoming a new mom and an entrepreneur. I'm very committed to navigating this period in a way that is fulfilling and grounding and still allows me to express myself as an individual, right? That exists regardless of being a mom or not. So it's been everything. I mean, she's just so fucking cute. I mean, it's like kind of She's so cute. I saw a video that Maddie had posted, like I think on Instagram stories, of her like with headphones on, like hearing music. Yeah, we're in Nashville. Yeah, we went to Nashville, we went to Dolly Parton's bar, and I was like, it's fucking loud in here for a newborn, so I put her headphones on, and she wasn't She's like, take these off, I want to hear the music. (laughs) She's like, I'm trying to go home, Uh, y'all, y'all can have fun, I'm trying to go home. Yes. (laughs) But that is, that's amazing, I cannot believe it's been four months, I feel like you, like, you've just had her, like, it's insane. I know, and I'm kind of looking at myself on this Riverside thing, and they say you lose your hair, and, like, that hasn't happened to me yet, but, like, maybe. Like, I feel like the hairline is, oh, my God. <laughs> That's a Now thing. i got to figure that shit out. Like, it's just another thing. Like, every day. Oh. Like, oh, that. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we want to talk to you more about, you know, being a working mother and everything, but I am so curious. You came out with a book a couple, was it 2021 that The Emotional Entrepreneur came out? Yes, yes, okay. yes. It was 20, August 2021. Yeah. We love that book. We both have copies of it, and we adore it so much. I gave a copy to my mom. She 
because she's an entrepreneur herself and she really found it super valuable but you also have a brand new book coming out and we would love to hear like more about that and can you tell us like more about it I do not have a brand new book coming out. I have a new course coming out. New course. Oh. Okay. Funny that you say that. Funny that you say that because I did text the person who helped me today with the emotional entrepreneur, and I was like, "Want to hop on a call about book number two? So <laughs> it's being. Am I psychic? <laughs> Am I psychic? Okay, there we go. There we go. Mm, right. But when that comes out, you'll have to stay yes. tuned. You'll have to stay tuned on that one. Well, yeah, you have a new that- course then. Can you tell us a little about like yes. what the course is and like how it is it related yes. to like entre- emotional entrepreneurship or is it something completely different? It's on the Scouts Agency side, so essentially at Scouts Agency, we represent female entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, coaches, personal brands, public figures, reality TV stars, anyone on the internet. Um, and we work with them on a one-on-one basis. So they come to us, they pay us a monthly retainer, and we run their podcast store for them. So we get them as a guest on a bunch of podcasts. Um, which has been incredibly lucrative and amazing in our business. And we've mastered that service so beautifully that we're ready to, um, ready to support entrepreneurs who might not have the budget to pay an agency for a monthly retainer to do a service like this. So we are launching a six week course where we are walking through entrepreneur, we're walking entrepreneurs through our process of running podcast tours so that they can learn how to pitch themselves, what they need to present to the podcast host, the logistics, how to discover what like their their talking points are that are going to translate to a podcast host to say yes to them, how to identify the podcasts that are a good fit for them so they actually have a good, you know, yes rate. So we are launching that uh, open enrollment is March 13th and then we close it that Sunday after. So it's less than a week of an open enrollment and then we get going on March 22nd. So we're really excited because we have a huge network and pool of female entrepreneurs that are interested in our services that we just haven't been able to support. And obviously here I am talking to you ladies as a guest on a podcast, like it's a strategy that I live, breathe and die by. Absolutely. So I'm excited to get this out to everyone. That's awesome. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, you, you guys have worked with a lot of huge brands and a lot of huge names. So that's really exciting that you're making it accessible to like even other more people so that's really really great and I love that and you've always been about that I mean like we've known you guys for such a long time because you and Maddie were both mentors for us when we started our podcast and so I love that you've been really like into mentoring and helping like other like smaller like brands and people like really grow their name and like really become like this even bigger pillar like in the media industry which I think is super and fantastic but how was it like coming up with this idea and like trying to launch this while also you know doing it all balancing being that super mom on top of all of that well from a business perspective you know you shouldn't really just have one service and one revenue stream once you get to a certain point and so our agency really has only to this day have this one revenue stream and that's totally supported us and allowed me to grow to a team of seven and we've supported so many incredible women in the space that I admire and when you really look at the business model it's like okay if we want to scale this and get this service out to more people the way to do that is to create something that can be uh, presented to a more mass audience and I was getting on sales calls all last year and 90% of the people who say no and don't sign up with us it's because they don't have the marketing and PR budget available to sign up they want to be a guest on podcasts and they believe in the in the strategy just like I do and so we were like how can we service this part of this community that is coming to us but can't engage us in this one way that we have right now so last year while I was pregnant I was looking from like a support level, like there's a bunch of women in our in our network that want to do this, that we they just can't sign up with us. How do we, I, I didn't feel good being like, sorry, yeah. right? Like how can yeah. I, how can I give them to another area or like usher them into somewhere else that is going to support them and help them maximize the strategy? And how am I going to create a business model that is not just dependent on one service? Because we spent the last four years really fine-tuning and being the pioneer of what a podcast tour really looks like. So now that we're experts in the space, you know, we've booked our clients on over 2,500 podcast episodes. We have a database of over 6,000 podcasts. Like, what's the next level for us? Because we're great at the one-on-one. And so that was kind of the idea behind creating this course that we decided about last year. Um, we 
you know, decided that we would launch it in March of this year before I became a mom. And I'm really, really glad. I, I, I do things um, all at once, yeah. you know? Like, I just, like, like yeah. just do it really fast. <laughs> I, just, I just, like, pile them on top. So it's, like, the energy in the office today is definitely, like, we're in launch mode right now. Mm. And it's exciting and it's scary and it's new. Um, and, yeah, it, it feels... It feels good to come back to work and have a new exciting project going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I think that's one thing that I have always, like, personally, like, I am somebody where I have never, like, been a maternal person, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And so, like, kids has never been something that's been on the forefront of my mind. And I know that I am very – there's, like, a lot of things in my life that I really want to do. And I feel like there's a lot of other women who also think that. And they do want to have kids at the same time, and they don't know if it's – feasible and depending on their age or if they're gonna like wait till later on in life but was there a conversation that you like had like with like your husband or like with like Maddie or like people in your life before like you like got pregnant or just like trying to decide and like prepare for this next stage in your life while also trying to manage everything yeah you know I do openly talk about the fact that I wanted kids However, I'm not, like, a kid person. Like, I'm not, like, a Mm -hmm. baby person. Like, it wasn't, like, some people's sole purpose that they know that they're going to be a mother, right? It was more like, I know that I'm going to be a mom, and I know that that's what I want for my family and for my husband. But there was a lot of fear around what would happen to my career because my business means so much to me. My podcast means so much to me. They really are synonymous with my purpose and how I spend my day-to-day, and I was very worried that having a kid would almost, like, either either I wouldn't like it, like, honestly, like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. like it, or or it would diminish my ambition and everything I had worked for might have taken a, a big backseat. And so, while I was pregnant, I had to actively move through those fears and that narrative in my mind, as well as think about what kind of mother do I want to be, what kind of level of support do I need, how do I move through this process and not lose myself, because I was also very clear that... I was not going to be a martyr as a mother. I was not going to sacrifice my being and myself to be a mom. I also think that is one of the biggest disservices you can do to your child. I want Lily to look at me and be like, wow, my mom is really expressed and aligned and going after it and living a big life and putting herself first and moving through her dreams. Therefore, I can too because... I can't look Lily in the eye and be like, you can be anything you want to be in this world if I'm not anything that I want to be. That's, yeah. So, and it's just, I just am unavailable for anything, for anything but the highest expression of my life. So yeah, there were a lot of fears and yes, having it all. And I like to say having it all means something different to everyone. Just like success means something different to everyone. But I just will have it all and I'm also extremely comfortable moving through discomfort and overwhelm and challenges to to get those things um but yeah no there was a there was a lot of fear around the whole thing the whole thing was was gonna be was being a mom gonna change me was I not gonna want to go back to work was I gonna like being a mom like all these questions it's very normal to go through that Um, But proud to report on the other end that being her mom did nothing but expand me and make me more, more me. Yeah, that's amazing. I love, I love all of that. I mean, especially the part where you said you couldn't look Lily in the eyes and like tell her she can be anything. I mean, that is just so resonating for me. And I feel like my mom even felt the exact same way. And she was, you know, just trying to make ends meet when I was a kid and then, she got as I got older and I was chasing my own dreams in a way she was like you know what I cannot say Emily chase your own dreams move to California do your life and I'm not doing it and so she went and started her own business and I think it's just so inspiring when you have like a mother like that you have a parental figure like that that you can like look at later on in life and see like you know if they can do it then I can do it and just still so much more hope I think like in your kid's life and I think that that's really beautiful that you definitely were thinking of that like during this whole process for sure so, I mean, yeah. Hannah, like, definitely, you can still do it. I promise you that you can do it because Hannah just got married and you've been, like, the whole kid situation has been a very forefront of your mind, yeah. I feel like, lately. What, in what way? What way? What Fears, wants, excitement, infertility, what's going um, down? Definitely wants, but 
I have this like vision of like in like a year or two I'd like to have like a year or two with my husband at just being us but I work around kids every day um my day job is a speech therapist and then I like I'm a singer songwriter too so I'm like trying to chase all the dreams while also being a good wife and good friend and good podcast co-host and all the things so um like I definitely know I want them I just don't think we're quite ready yet um and I also do have that same fear of like my mom was a my mom was a nurse for oh gosh like a long time but she became a stay-at-home mom and so um I've always had that fear of like I'm never I'm never gonna be able to do music if I have this kid and so it's really encouraging to see and I think social media has brought to light more working moms and I think that it's just really nice to see that there can be you know, that separation or that ability to be a little bit more flexible, especially isn't like your own, if you're owning your own business, you have a little bit more flexibility, but um, just kind of like seeing that more prevalent in our day to day, because I think for so long, it was so like mom stay at home, dad, you know, brings in the money and do all the things or whatever. And so I really like that the narrative is really trying to change and we're just doing it all. And I think that that's really encouraging because um, I'm a go-getter and I don't want to not go get it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just yeah. And like, you can like choose whatever narrative yeah. you want, you know, so forget that. Like just because we don't see a narrative or like that's not the narrative. Like for example, my husband, he took four weeks of paternity leave and I was very, very strong about it. I was like, you were taking yeah. four weeks and a story done, done, done. And everyone would come up to me and be like, oh, that's crazy. My husband, it's okay. He just, my husband just took one or my husband just took two. And I'm like, that's your narrative. Like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to feed into yeah. that. Sorry if that worked for you, mm. for you, but I don't care if the majority of men go back to work after two weeks. Yeah. That's not my narrative. Right. I just met a family who the dad took four months of paternity leave and I was like wow like that's so cool so it's really cool you know in like in my field and in my day-to-day I do work with a lot of moms and so it's really cool to hear just like about everyone's journey and to see that like it really doesn't matter what you choose as long as it's what you want and it's going to fulfill you and it's going to be like I think it's so hard circling back to social media it's so hard not to compare yourself so it's really cool to like see it in my day-to-day where like people do whatever the heck they want and it works for them and that's great and that's all it should matter and I think that like comparison is just the devil <laughs> so trying to like when when you're entering like this whole thing where you said you kind of had to like process things like just taking the time to really sit down and reflect on like what you want and how you want it to look for you because it's not going to look the same as Susie down the block so yeah very well said. Very well said. You can do it. I promise you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I promise you. It'll be, and I'm going to promise you that it's not overwhelming oh, yeah. at times, but it is so, like, what options right, are there, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely yeah. not. Like, other options sucks. So, like, why even entertain it in yeah, your mind? For yeah. sure. Speaking of um, your husband taking, like, the four weeks of paternity leave, for you, what – what was that transition from maternity leave like back into work? Was it like a slow transition that you wanted to take or was it hard? Because I know you said for a while, listen to like some episodes on OK Sis, how you were like wanting to bring like Lily into the office every now and then. And just how were you able to make that work for you? So I think the biggest um, tip I can give other entrepreneurs who are taking a maternity leave is to set yourself up to take three months. And it's okay if you go back earlier. So I committed to, you know, three months I was like, this isn't going to be normal. It's going to be, you know, play it by ear. We're going to see how this works. So I front-loaded all my work while I was pregnant. Like, I got very clear on my main responsibilities, and I doubled down on those so that that work was technically done during those three months. Um, so month one, it was no checking my inbox, no Slack, no schedules on my calendar, nothing. I, yes, would join the team meeting some Mondays, just like with Lily to show them Lily yeah. and check in. And I had a couple meetings with my director. She came over and just like filled me in on the bigger picture. But I was, I was very, very much removed. And then um, after four weeks, I decided to hop into my inbox. So 
then I was emailing and then I was on team calls, but I wasn't, and I was doing okay sis podcast because it's my sister. So there's like some flexibility to reschedule. Um, but I wasn't, I think I took one or two calls. I wasn't taking calls in December, nothing on my calendar. I didn't have to like be anywhere. It was more like if I had a couple hours, I could do some work. And then January at week eight, and it was kind of nice because like it was the holidays, yeah. so, like there was built-in. Oh, yeah. um, week eight, I was still supposed to be part time, and I just went. You're just like, let's go. I just jumped in. <laughs> I was like, no, let's go. Um, and that was overwhelming as fuck because I did not have full time nanny support at that time. And no, you cannot run your business while your baby is napping. <laughs> um, does it work? Uh, she likes I was going to say, especially those contact naps, right? <laughs> she likes to be held when she's awake, and she likes to take cat naps when she's asleep. So um, I that was very overwhelming because I'd be like trying to feed her and then on a call and then here and then there. And then I was like, whoa, this isn't working. What do I need? I need child care Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm just with her. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest transition, January. Yeah. Was it hard for you as an entrepreneur and as like an owner of your business to like turn that work brain off during those times? Is that, do you think that that is like why you wanted to get back a little bit sooner than you had planned? Or like, I guess I, I guess I'm just thinking from like that standpoint, I feel like that'd be really hard if you're so used to go, 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 brain, 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 like really flipping that off. I feel like it would be really challenging. Well, I had a C-section, so, like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> there was no, I mean, I need to, like, super physically like, I actually surgery, had so that, to stay in bed. <laughs> I had to stay in bed. But, you know, like, day seven of her being alive, I was, like, I got on my computer and, like, did yeah. something that wasn't time sensitive just because my brain was, like, wait a minute, I have it used it in the way that I usually use it and I missed that. So I allowed myself that no judgment. I allowed myself to work on projects that weren't time sensitive or needed to be done that year that were just fun yeah. for me to feel like I was involved. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, my director was like, you cannot come back into your inbox until Thanksgiving is over because I wanted to come back a little bit earlier, but she's like, the minute you come back, it's done. And um, you know, she was really right. And I'm really grateful that I had her support yeah. in this because she really knew what I needed before I knew what I needed. Um, because when I went back full time, I, it felt like a bus hit me. I was like, when do I go grocery shopping? Like the real questions, honestly, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I had to, like schedule this dentist appointment. Like how I, it was like, it was the biggest shock. I'll tell you the biggest shock of becoming a mom. I can't go anywhere without someone watching her yeah like you know what I mean like yeah. let's say I have to run an errand after this it's not happening because I have to pick her up from the nanny right so all of a sudden like when people want to do things I'm like oh I have to find someone to watch her so that was the biggest shock I think to my to my personal system that I can't just you know yeah. go to the bank or go to the mm. dentist or go have a last which she comes with me everywhere yeah. <laughs> but there's some things that it's easier for her to not be there for so that was my biggest like whoa how do I not only fit in work but then how do I fit in everything yeah. else that runs my home and yeah. my life um that was really difficult for me but I feel like now we're at the end of February and we're almost at month four um it's a lot yeah, easier you've got for me now good yeah yeah that yeah. was gonna be my question was like what do you feel like a huge misconstant like huge thing that like a lot of new moms don't think of or like consider like when they're either trying to go back to work or they're just trying to adjust to this like new like mom life and that's definitely one for me that I would not have like thought of because like I I used to work retail and I was like oh my god like why are all these moms bringing their kids they're like destroying the store and now I'm like oh yeah you have literally (laughs) no other option like do your do your thing do your thing (laughs) you're like this is like my only time I get peace let me have this (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely the biggest thing. I think the logistics of, like, the day-to-day. The when do I go – like, last night, right? My husband and I wanted to go grocery shopping together because we wanted to spend time together and, like, make dinner together. And she was napping. And I was like, okay, well, 
We'll wait for her to wake up because she doesn't take long naps. But then do you think she's going to be hungry when she wakes up? Because my boobs might be too full. So like maybe we should wait till she wakes up and then mouth feed her. But then we might be like an hour and a half and that might be too late to go grocery shopping. So like maybe we should just put her in her car seat and she'll fall back asleep. And then by the time we get back, my boobs will be ready for her. Um, okay, yeah, let's do that plan. It's just like yeah. a lot of like... Planning. It's not just like, oh, it's Sunday. I'm going to go to the fucking groceries, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. That's it's like I've got two hours to get to the before my boobs are exploding. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like we were, we made, we made dinner and she was really calm and quiet. And I was like, babe, you got to fucking sit down and eat right now, right now. Because she's not, she doesn't want to be held. She's not crying. So like, get, stop, stop, stop doing the dishes and sit down with me and eat. Because we got like 15 fucking minutes before she started going off. You know, right. stuff like, like stuff that. Stuff you wouldn't think about. Wow. And that was like my other question. Um, do you feel like – I know you're a super productive person in general before Lily. But do you feel like you are way more productive during your work hours because you don't have the extra time that you could have maybe put to something at like 10 p.m. at night on your couch? Are you like in the door, yes. work, 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 outside, done, no more work talk until tomorrow? Yeah. Yes, 100%. And not only am I more productive, I've cut the fat in multiple areas. So, like, it's just, I just can't do it if it's not going to move the bottom line. Like, I just can't do certain things anymore that don't, like, if if it can be delegated to someone on my team, that means I shouldn't be doing it at this point in my my business. Um, Because I need to, when I am available and here and present, like, I need to be doing the thing that is moving the business forward in the best way possible. End of story. So my main job here is sales, brand awareness, marketing. So being a guest on a podcast, that's one of my number one jobs at Scott's Agency. It's like going on podcasts to talk about myself, my book, my business, et cetera. So that like hits that bottom line of like, that's my most important job, stuff like that. Yeah. So not only am I more productive, my to-do list has been narrowed and has been more focused towards the things that really are going to move my life and my business forward. But it's highly uncomfortable for me because I saying no is like not my forte, but I, I have to. Well, and I feel like even for someone who's not a mom, like learning how to go ahead and do that too and like knock off those things that really aren't pushing you forward yeah. is just like a big step in the right direction too. So totally and you know having Lily really allowed me not only to do that but also to start thinking about and implementing how to set up my business so that I could like my business a successful business should run without the owner like I should be able to walk away for two months and my business should run that's 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 like going from CEO to owner right and so having her is just making me think about that in all areas I'm like okay how I want I'm going to be involved in the business but how do we build this so that I technically don't have Mm -hmm. to be here yeah that makes sense and then it just pushes you to like like we all said pushes you to be the most effective person that you can be in your current life well this has been like thoroughly like enjoyable to sit here and talk all this with you but before we let you go there's like one thing that we really want to like ask you and it's kind of like a overall like survival tip I think for the gals listening is there like any words of encouragement that you could give like future moms who want to continue moving forward in their career journey it's a very good question (laughs) yes work on your mindset all the time every second of the day for example when she wakes up in the middle of the night and i'm so dead fucking tired and i have a big day at work the immediate thought that comes in is please 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 go back to bed please go back to bed i can't do this this i just like please just go back to bed Mm -hmm. that is a very resistance-based non-acceptance vibration to be in that doesn't create me feeling aligned or fulfilled and so i will literally be dead asleep and say reframe that shit right now and i will say i'm so grateful that i have a baby who needs me and that i get to take care of her i'm going to get up i'm going to feed her i'm going to be intentional and present in this really really quiet beautiful middle of the night vibe i'm going to hold her i'm going to feed her and whenever she falls back asleep which it is inevitable she will fall back asleep then i will fall back asleep too if you can do that for yourself every day with your baby, your experience of being a mom will change so significantly. 
so significantly. It'll take you from being stressed and overwhelmed and feeling trapped to feeling grateful to being surrendered to accepting the stage that you're in etc so i would really say that there's a lot about motherhood that is extremely mindset oriented so work on that and put yourself first just do it just put yourself first maximize the time that the baby's sleeping you know you might not be able to run a business while she naps but you can meditate and you can do a little bit of stretching, and you can write in your journal, and you can like the Palo Santo, and you can say a prayer to God, and you can list what you're grateful for. So get really, really smart with that time off and do it for you. Just give yourself what you need and the story. Don't, don't feel like you need to be a murderer in all of this. There are ways to feel empowered and lit up and true to yourself in this process. Mm. That was beautiful. That. I always feel I always like feel like I'm radiating joy and like gratefulness every time like I listen to you talk like I, I swear like <laughs> you just make me feel like so great I love I could sit here and listen to you talk for hours <laughs> and I do that on the OKSIS yes. podcast for sure <laughs> but um, who, knows, who knows what I say over there <laughs> when you started back your <laughs> podcast right yes, yes. entrepreneur just launched last week yes uh tomorrow we'll but this will come out later, but I'm just doing a the entrepreneur's guide to taking a successful maternity cool. leave. I just recorded that episode. Perfect. So I'm excited that's, about the conversations that are coming. Yeah, that's going to be we'll great. We'll definitely leave a link to all of that in our show notes for sure for our listeners to check out. But before we let you go, we want to give you the mic for a second. Let people know where they can find you and where they can get the course and everything. Oh, yay. So you can follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. It's like the best way. You know, everything's in my link and bio. Um, you know, okay, sis podcast, my book, the emotional entrepreneur. Um, and if you are interested in being a guest on podcasts and maximizing the strategy, you can take our course and sign up at scoutsagency.com. All the information will be there. Open enrollment starts March 13th and ends that Sunday, whatever date that is. Um, and yeah, come hang out with me. Yay. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us, Scout. Thank you, ladies. It's always a pleasure. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.